Welcome to the Nerds Podcast, number 494. Um, I don't know if you're aware of this, but we had a big celebration for Pi Day, March 14th, and uh, we created some shirts. So we created some shirts um, with uh, my friend Ashley Eckstein, who did Course of the Force with us over at Her Universe, and uh, and also Hot Topics. So these shirts are at a lot of Hot Topics, uh, and a brick-and-mortar store. You may have heard of brick-and-mortar. It's a place in the real world where you can go purchase things in three dimensions. Um, but you can also get it online, but essentially it's a giant pie symbol and it just says be irrational and there's little Nerdist logos on it. And we're doing a really, really, really big contest, um, that, uh, if you post on Instagram and you, uh, you make sure and either follow or tag Hot Topic or Universe and Nerdist, uh, and then just in a video in 15 seconds on Instagram, just explain what pie means to you. Make some weird pie video, uh, animate something, whatever it is, however you want to express, uh, your devotion to the numerical value of pie and what it means to you and the universe and life, then, uh, and then just tag it, be irrational. And, uh, because, uh, pie is an irrational number, it cannot be expressed as a simple fraction. Um, and then, uh, and then at the end of the month, we'll pick a winner and the winner is going to get two badges to San Diego Comic-Con, uh, and along with, uh, air and hotel and then tickets to the Nerdist podcast. So it's a big, big, big prize package to celebrate the numerical value of pie. So, um, that's all super fun. So get on it. Make some videos. I'd like to thank Stamps.com for sponsoring this episode of the Nerdist Podcast. Um, Don't leave your house to mail anything. Why would you do that? You know, Chloe uh, had to go to the post office the other day and mail a bunch of stuff and... Uh, had a, we just got a new puppy, so she had a puppy under one arm and a bunch of packages under the other arm because she couldn't didn't want to leave the puppy at home by itself, uh, and and it was uh, it was not a disaster, but not not a fun disaster. So stamps.com could have solved all this. You print out, but you know, as a matter of fact, why have I not signed her up for a stamps.com account yet? <laughs> I'm a selfish jerk. Buy and print. Any official U.S. postage that you need uh, from your computer and your printer, any class of mail, and then your postal carrier will come pick it up, and you don't have to leave your house. You don't have to take your puppy to the post office. That sounds like a euphemism, but it's literal. Um, With Stamps.com, you don't have to go to the post office again, ever. Right now, you can use the promo code NERDIST for the special offer. No risk trial, $110 bonus offer, including a digital scale up to $55 of free postage. So don't wait. Go to Stamps.com before you do anything else. Click the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in NERDIST. That's Stamps.com. Enter the promo code NERDIST. This episode is our pal Chris Cluey, who is a former uh, punter for the Minnesota Vikings and also a ridiculously smart guy. I love Chris Cluey. Uh... He's incredibly smart. He was going to be a programmer, decided that he also had the body of a god, and so decided, well, I'm going to go do sporting things, and so went into went into play football. But his heart is really in, like, computers and gaming, and uh, nice guy, family guy, really sweet, and had a bit of a controversy, which you may or may not have seen on Deadspin.com, and uh, the, the whole thing was fascinating, and I have the utmost respect for the guy for sticking up for what he believed in and speaking out and not just letting uh, bullshit happen around him without um, without standing up for what was right. So uh, love him. You can follow him on Twitter at Chris Warcraft um, because he's a Warcraft guy. And uh, and here we go. The Nerdist Podcast number 494, the return of Chris Cluey. Now entering Nerdist.com.
<laughs> that's so funny before the podcast started we were just talking about a situation that I had where someone was really rude to someone who worked for us and I was like I will I will scorch the earth and then <laughs> Chris said I know a thing or two about burning bridges <laughs> there. Uh, tossed the match and smiled <laughs> I mean what else can you do really right, right. You, do? you know you get to the point where okay the bridge is already falling down should we try to save this? Uh, nah, I don't, know. I don't nah. think. I think it's a tear down. Yeah, I think yeah, it's a total tear down. Let it flow yeah. into the river Kwai. <laughs> yeah. Maybe those two uh, sides didn't need to touch no, anyway. Maybe no. they Maybe you didn't need to get from one to the other. No, nope, just roaring flames. It's <laughs> much more cheery. Well, I wanted. I wanted to have you back on anyway because it's been a while and uh, and you were so great the first time you came on. By the way, are you playing anything at the moment? What are you playing? Uh, playing bravely default. Actually, just finished up bravely. Default. You did. I got. I, they sent it to me, and uh, uh, Square Enix sent it to me, and I have it, but I haven't okay. started playing it yet. Really good. It's basically Final Fantasy that's not named Final Fantasy. Okay, great. It's, it's awesome. Great. So. I'm ex- so, so I'm excited to play that. I'm excited. Kyle hit, uh, and I were yesterday were talking about um, the uh, Stick of Truth, mm, the yes. South Park. Yes, that's going to be one that, that I pick up. Um, yeah, I was actually talking to Kyle to, uh, about uh, Dark Souls 2 also. Yep. I really, really want to check that out because I really enjoyed the first Dark Souls, and it's a very punishing game. But <laughs> <laughs> once, once you stick to it and just kind of get down the mechanics of the game, you, you get this sense of accomplishment when you beat an enemy that you're like, that guy was really, really hard. And I beat him just, yes. like, just like the old days of video games. Right, exactly. Where where you make it through a level in Battletoads. That's you're right. like, I have beaten the <laughs> world. God damn it. <laughs> I never made it past that first screen, this first side scroll screen where then you jump off and then oh. you're falling. And oh, then yeah. Like, those those were impossible. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. In the old days, you yeah. had to pay 25 cents and yeah. you only got three lives. That was the only one direction we knew was literally one direction. <laughs> we were like NASCAR drivers. We only went right. <laughs> <laughs> we had no style. Yes. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> boomy. Um, I'm also kind of looking forward to uh, Witcher 3. Have you seen mm. the... That uh, pretty yeah, the, the graphics look really, really good on that. I played I played the first one, never really got into the second one because I got really upset that I couldn't invert my controls uh-huh. when they first released it. <laughs> I, I literally rage quit the game because I couldn't control my character. I was like, I keep looking down at the ground <laughs> instead of looking up at the sky. You, oh, everything's right, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. so used to having inverted controls for, for mouse control. I was just, okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not playing it. <laughs> I'm about to snap this disc in half. It's better if I just walk away now. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was you burning a bridge with a game. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was yeah, a game. That was a, yeah, it was, that, it was, it was a game. It was moderately under control at that point. We've been playing. Um, my, my girlfriend and I were playing League of Legends mm, at night. Yes, which is uh, which has been really fun. LOL is a lot of fun. It's uh, what what uh, role do you play? Um, last night, I, well, I like to play mages okay. in general. I like to play mages. Mm-hmm. Um, if I didn't play a mage, I would probably play like a ranger. Okay, I, so know. range carry. But but in general, I I always play sorcerers and mages. So. Okay. What I did was, because I'm a spoiled piece of shit, I bought a bunch of riot points so uh-huh. that instead of earning them the way that a, that a real gamer should so that I could buy a... I mean, like, I totally... I, I, I put money in Riot, Riot's pocket. Well, well, well so, so, so here's the way I looked at it. Because I've, I've played uh, LOL for a long time. And it's 
the entertainment that I've gotten out of it, it, to me, is easily worth spending 30 or 40 bucks on a video game. Yeah. And so it's free to play, but, you know, I wanted characters too. I wanted some skins, and I'm like, okay, normally I would pay this amount for a game of this caliber. Oh, yeah, because it's no a question. good game. There's no question. So, so I don't feel like they're, they're cheating me out of money with the free to play. I wasn't model. worried about that. Yeah. I, I wasn't worried about that. I was just, I just felt bad that I didn't earn the characters. Yeah, whatever. Because I just it's, don't, I don't have right. the, I don't, nor, in the old days, I would have spent, Every minute of a mm. week playing that yeah. game, <laughs> and now I can I can basically do like you know like one run or two runs a right. night, yeah. um, or pay somebody to beat the game. Yeah. <laughs> Get me Korea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I uh, I outsource so much of my game playing. Yeah, yeah. 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 You get so busy. It's yeah. Yeah. So uh, last night I played with uh, a character called Ziggs, which is okay. So I played with the the mad scientist. Yeah, uh, skin he's the goblin Ziggs. bomber. Yeah, he's guy. Yeah, cat yeah. goblin with yeah. the, the bomber, yeah. and uh, and it's, he's fun. Yeah, he's great, and and totally totally a character in my alley. But I bought like I bought like five other characters and mm-hmm. bought some more rune pages and stuff. And it's a really it's a super fun game. And yep. what I like about it is that you know you can basically just you can basically do one run in like thirty five minutes, mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel overwhelming. Like I don't. Like I'm excited to go home and play tonight, mm-hmm. but I'm not thinking like, oh, I'm stuck in the middle of this right. campaign, yeah. and how am I gonna? Like it has like a, yeah. a set. It's the thing. perfect amount of immersion for yeah. my schedule. Well, yeah, it, yeah. It gives you a sense of progression that you feel like you've actually done something in yeah. that thirty. Because you know you're starting at level one up to level eighteen. There's always team fights and and ganks happening, and it's like there's always something going on. It's, yeah. And I think that's what's made it so popular as an esport is the fact that you can watch someone playing LOL and be like, there is something going on. This is an actual you know sporting event where these teams are fighting against each other and high ranked teams fighting each other is really cool to watch yeah <laughs> they're, they're really good at the game well yeah right now i'm basically just at the pitch and run yeah yeah that's like, a... then the, when the when the champions it's like i'm fine with the minions mm-hmm. but then as soon as the champion comes on i just yeah. like i get one little throw in and then i just run as fast as i can retreat and yeah retreat retreat in the opposite direction minions go come on throw yourselves save me i'm your leader so so you're saying Horse that king. you're saying riot needs to make the chris hardwick brave sir robin character <laughs> Yes, Chris Hardwick was not the least misguided to be killed in many ways. Uh, that's right. He, <laughs> he bravely ran away. Um, but you know, it was it was one of the it, this this type of this type of game. I mean, my schedule now. I'm really just finding. I'm forcing in comics and gameplay in mm-hmm. places where before I didn't like. Every morning I go to breakfast now, and I'm just I'm reading comics. Oh, wow. I'm almost done with um, Why the Last Man, which mm. is yeah, you blazing through that fucking phenomenal. I, yeah. I read the first, I think the first, uh, what is it, Omnibus or Trade or whatever. Yeah. My, my friend introduced me to. It. I'm like, this is really really good. And then I looked around, I couldn't find any around here, obviously because I didn't look hard enough. I'm sure it's <laughs> not hard to find. But yeah, that's that's one I definitely want to keep reading because it's it's a pretty cool concept. So it's good. It's for me. It's um, it's remembering that. You know, because I worked for so long to build this thing that's about consumption, mm-hmm. and then and then at a certain point I stopped having time for consumption, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which is I, you know, when you look around and go, oh wait, I'm not consuming, you know. So yeah. having to find those moments of, yeah, no, I still like doing this stuff. Right, I really exactly. I need to be able to yeah. enjoy. So I'm actually in, I'm going through a period where I'm actually enjoy. I'm not doing it for work. I'm doing mm. it because I enjoy it. Yeah I've, yeah, I've I've actually I've talked to a lot of video game developers that that have that problem where they spend so much time you know coding and creating games that they don't have time to go play games anymore. And yeah. for a lot of Video game developers, that's how they got into the business because they love playing games. Yeah, but to like sit in front of a screen after right. sitting in front yeah. of a screen all <laughs> yeah, day. Yeah, it's just like, you know, why? Just, yeah, exactly. Or, or also, especially 
when you understand the mechanics of how something works mm-hmm. so well, yeah. that it's very difficult to just enjoy it because you're yeah. just it's like when you you know I do love watching comedy, but, but it's hard like, not to right. be like oh he went the, that way. Yeah, oh, I you yeah. see the gears whirring behind the scenes. Yeah. Like I, I see that a lot in video games just because I've played so many over the years. I'm like okay, that's that mechanic. That's that mechanic. Okay, these function this way together, and it's fun to tear those down and put them back together and you know kind of mess with the game. But after a while, it's like. Well, wait a minute. I'm losing the immersion. I'm losing the story of this game. I'm more looking at the numbers that are behind it, which mm. unless it's a type of game that promotes that, where it's you know all about min-maxing and number crunching, then it kind of ruins the game because you're like, why, why am I playing this? Yeah. <laughs> um, so have you – what do you – well, we, we can go back. I guess there's so many things that I want to talk to you about. Let's just go back to the last well, time me, you were on the podcast. Let, let, let me interrupt first, though, because sure. I, I have one thing I have to say. Yeah. You will be hearing from my lawyers about the picture of that cat in that woman's uterus on At Midnight. <laughs> I cannot unsee that. <laughs> I think it would be nice to give them something fun to do. <laughs> oh, God, that was horrific. <laughs> they put that on a T-shirt. Oh, no. They, they put that on a T-shirt. Yeah, that's on yeah, a T-shirt now. I might have to get one of those. It's great. <laughs> Just so I can share it with other people. Well, th- and, that, and that's why you know, that's why I sort of went off on a weird little rant about <laughs> the fact that we had to blur the nipples. <laughs> that, yeah, we had to blur the nipples. But here's a cat. You could show, you could show an entire cross-section of a woman's reproductive system, yeah. like uh, uterus, vagina, everything, with a cat inside <laughs> worming its way out. <laughs> and then up top where the nipples are, they're pixelated like, At that point, if your standards of practice are you're like, right. oh, don't even bother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, mm, cat, fetus, baby, uh, yeah. nipples. Uh, blur, nipples. The, blur the nipples, yeah. guys. <laughs> well, the thing is, cable isn't regulated by the FCC. Cable mm-hmm. is basically self-regulated mm-hmm. by internal standards and practices teams mm-hmm. because they don't want to upset sponsors. Right. Uh, but it would be re- it's just really funny to me that someone would be like, oh, yeah, 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 but what's that nipple up <laughs> yeah, there? Exactly. Yeah. I guess it's just like they really break it down. It's like, well, it's like we, can't, we have to show this part, but what can we not show? I guess we yeah. can get away with blurring the nipples and the comedy is still there. Yeah, yeah, but it's very difficult to and, – and, and there are, it's not like there are hard and fast rules with the exception of like – you know, well, you can't show penetration. You're like, we, uh, yeah, we yeah. assume that that's... You unless know. it's a cat. And then, unless it's a cat, <laughs> yeah. then you can... <laughs> well, cat, you know, unfortunately, cats don't do that thing that humans have evolved to do, which is to basically cheat your nuts out to camera so you can yeah, see yeah, it yeah. going in. They don't... Uh, they, cat does not know how to put a, a paw on its hip yeah. and then just, like, thrust in with one leg out. <laughs> oh, boy, that conversation took a dark turn real quick. Yeah. <laughs> really? It went. At what point? <laughs> I think it was fine. No, that's true. I mean, I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I do apologize for the... Uh, no, no. <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, I think you would do well in At Midnight if you ever I, wanted to do it. I would love to do it. I think, I think it would be a lot of fun. It's uh, Yeah, well, I mean, it's the internet. I grew up on the internet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you got a pretty good grasp of how the internet yeah, works. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's not unfamiliar terrain. So going back, I don't remember how long it was ago that you were on the podcast but it was at least a year year and a half year yeah and i think it was about yeah. a year and a half ago because you we this this is when we were at the g4 building you mm-hmm. came to the g4e building and uh, you know at the time it was sort of interesting hearing you sort of talk about like uh yeah football's fine i don't really it didn't really to me it didn't really feel like your heart was in it so much it, anymore it, it well it's it's not so much that my heart wasn't in it it's more that football is a job that i enjoy doing and i'd still enjoy doing it if um a team would take me which i doubt they ever will <laughs> after, <laughs> after writing a letter like the one i wrote but it's more that it is a job i enjoy doing that job very well but there are other things i would 
rather do with my life. There are other things that I enjoy doing more. And the thing is, though, is that football is a very well-paying job. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's not a job you find in many other places. But you have a shorter lifespan in that in that. Right. Arena. Right. Exactly. It's very much you have as a, you know as a normal football player you generally have you know three to four years. That's that's wow, about God. all you get. And and then as a specialist like punter kicker usually you're around eight to nine years. So so what do most of those guys do? I mean because I would imagine Go bankrupt. I mean yeah because <laughs> yeah, yeah that thirty for thirty thing. Yeah. Just yeah. all of a sudden you have a shit ton of money mm-hmm. and most people have not been taught like well, right. here's how you deal with money and so right. here's budget people take advantage yeah. of them yeah and then all of a sudden they're not playing football and they have no money anymore so then what do these poor guys do um it it's it's sad like a lot of them actually just end up living back in old neighborhoods or you yeah. know they they do something stupid get thrown in jail they they can't deal with life anymore as um cuz they got used to living a certain way and and for a lot of guys they they don't understand the fact that yes you're getting these amazing paychecks now but once you are done those paychecks don't come anymore so yeah. Yeah, that's the thing that you have to. It's sort of the reverse of, um, you know, when you when you talk to like a musician who's made it and they're making a ton of money, you know, and they go, uh, yeah, but for twenty two years, right, it was I was making nothing. <laughs> yeah. So like, it's still a lot of money. But then when you when you sort of stretch it out yeah, over all those years, pay. yeah, yeah when, it's all the back pay. So you, it's sort of the reverse, right? Exactly. When you amortize it out over you know twenty five, yeah. thirty years, it's yeah. like okay, yeah, I was make now I'm making you know fifty, seventy thousand a year if right. you count all those years. Same with football. It's okay, great, you're making four million a year for three years. Okay, that's twelve million dollars over fifty years. You know, that's still a lot of money, but it's not nearly as much as what people think because they think three, four million a year. Well, you're getting that for you know your life. Yeah. But not only that, but that's also that's also a gross payment. Right? Yeah, that's not so, with taxes. So chop all that in half. Ta- taxes, yeah. representatives, lawyers, I mean, right. you know, they'll really take home like maybe twenty five to fifty percent, somewhere in there, maybe like twenty five to forty percent, really. Yeah, it, it, it depends what you want to buy because a lot of guys get sucked in the lifestyle of they see veteran guys that have made a lot of money and they're like, I want to live that way. I want to have that that house. I want to have the you know the multiple cars. I want to be able to go out to clubs and and have expensive dinners. And it's fine to to do that stuff once you've made that money because you have more in the bank. You've mm-hmm. already established yourself. But if you're a young guy just in the league and you start doing that, well, that money disappears very very quickly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, so when you, you know, again, let's just even say, okay, you make $2 million a year for three years, mm. but then again, that, that money yep. ostensibly has to <laughs> last you the rest of your life. Right. So yeah. it's like you're getting your whole life's salaries yep. right now. Right now. And yeah. Lump sum payment. And, yeah. And, and I'm sure we've all seen how good human beings are with long-term planning. <laughs> <laughs> really, well, uh, especially that, when you're like 25. Right, yeah. right, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll totally make this last. In that, in that uh, 30 for 30 doc, I think it was called Going for Broke or something like that. Mm-hmm. But like they talked about the uh, the thing that happens is called the Keeping Up with the Joneses. So it's mm-hmm. like one guy has a lot of money. He buys like some, like a you know a chain or a car or you know, something kind of crazy. And some guy's like, I'm going to one-up them. And so it just becomes this thing of where they're just trying to... Oh, they're get, just one-upping. Yeah. yeah, keeping up with the Joneses. I had to buy 12 cars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I had to buy chains for all those cars. Yeah. And I, had to, I had to teach pit bulls how to drive because yeah. <laughs> we can't have them fight. So they just drive into each other. I created a, I created a pit bull crash-up derby. <laughs> that would be pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, the money's gone. Yeah, it's gone. The money's I don't gone. know. It's all gone now. It's all gone. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it really is uh, one one of the best pieces of advice I ever 
forgot was my rookie year during the preseason from the kicker um, with the Seahawks at the time, Josh Brown. He said, never look at another guy's paycheck because yeah. all that's going to do is make you, you know, upset that either you're not getting that money or, you know, you're going to be like, whoa, you know, I'm getting a ton more. I can spend it. And it's like, no, just look at your money. Realize that this has to last you a long time and take care of it. I yeah. Because the other thing with football players is that you've spent the majority of your life training for one very specific task. You know, you've trained to be a professional athlete. It's much the same as, as Olympic athletes. You know, you are dedicated to your craft if you want to get to that level, which means you generally don't have a very good degree from college because you've spent a lot of time doing weightlifting, practicing, all that other stuff. And if you want to take molecular biology, well, if it's, hey, coach, can I miss practice to go study for this test? The answer is generally not going to be no. You can't mispractice. <laughs> it's uh, it's 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 no. You need to focus on football. That's why you're here. And so a lot of guys, you know, they get degrees in golf management or sure. you know, uh, like poli sci and history for me because it was I originally took computer science, but I just didn't have the time to to study enough for engineering level physics to get into the major. And I was like, this sucks because I'm really good at computer science, but <laughs> I don't understand physics. <laughs> and uh, and and so you get guys where once they're done with football. I mean, you can't really put football player on a job application. Like, right. That's, you know, what, what useful skill do you have other than running into people very hard? I mean, <laughs> I'm sure you could be a bouncer somewhere, but again, yeah. not the same level of paychecks. <laughs> yeah, but I, human beings do have this one thing that other animals don't have, except for maybe some levels of, uh, some, some species of high-level uh, primates. But the idea that um, you... Uh, judge what you have in relation to what other people have. Right. So you could have a million dollars, but then if your friend had a million and a half, you'd be like, oh, I want a million and a half. Right, exactly. Yeah. You know, as opposed to just, I have a million dollars. Right, yeah, this is amazing, I have a million yeah. dollars. Like, and, and that's the way I've always viewed it, is that when you take the you know, relative salary of an NFL player compared to you know, just the average person in the U.S., it's ridiculous how much money we get paid. Like, that should last you for the rest of your life. Just be smart with it. You don't, you don't have to be the star quarterback who's making $20 million dollars a year you can make two to three million dollars a year play for three to four years and you will be set for the rest of your life yeah. if you live moderately and you pay attention to what you do with your money but for a lot of guys it's it's more short-term benefits than long-term consequences and well also you know we're america is such a, a fame bling culture yeah it really and, I, is. And, I, and i and i i totally am you know yeah. like i i you're part of the problem i'm a part of the problem, <laughs> I'm a part of the problem. Yeah. because it's you know it's it's fu- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the stack of eye gadgets <laughs> I, know. I have a MacBook Air and on top of the Air is an iPad Mini and on top of the Mini yeah. is an iPhone. I really was hoping, I wish I brought my iPad just to slip it right. Yeah, just, okay, do you know why? Do you know why I have all these devices? Number one, because there's a hole I can never fill in myself. Yeah. Number two. Number two. Uh, number did two. I mention the hole? Okay, number two. Uh, phone, gotta have the phone. Um, uh, laptop, I was gonna actually pull up the Deadspin article. Okay. Um, and then, uh, but I didn't know if there was a network in here, so I brought the, I brought the iPad Mini as a tether. Yes. Uh, to yeah. get us onto the internet, <laughs> yep. which I can't. I mean, I could. It's sort of like um, when on, on The Simpsons, where they're trying to make cuts around the house, uh, money. They're trying to save money, and then Homer's like, "Okay, Marge, I figured out a way that we don't have to give up my beer. Like, <laughs> yeah. you, still, yeah. you still, you know, find money for the things that you think are essential. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah." 
It's, it makes you feel nice. Like all of these yeah. devices, like these devices like which, which I don't really need. Yeah. yeah, I just want you to like start doing like poker chips or stack iPhones. Yeah, fold them in together with one hand. Yeah, just a stack of shuffles. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. That's how. That's how much money I got, motherfucker. My chips are iPhones. Yeah. And it's just like, and it just says like, it has the denomination. Yeah, exactly. one hundred. Yeah. You get the C, the five C, so it has the different colors for the different denominations. Well, it denominations. would look yeah. more like those um, those chips they play with, like in Bond films. Like those mm, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, oh yeah, what's yeah. that called? The, the back game? Rack? Yeah, backrack. Back yeah. Like those really, the plaques, right? Yeah, I always yeah. wanted those. Those look fun to play with. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Plus, you could also like throw them like a ninja star at someone if you really needed to. <laughs> I mean, just, yeah, yeah, our jobs be good at throwing those. Yeah. Really good. <laughs> yeah. Note to self. Come no, on, I Vegas. <laughs> chips are boring. Yeah. We want rich people chips. Yeah. We want yeah. those things. Yep. We want people to turn over our cards with a, some weird little spatula. Because <laughs> 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 obviously we can't turn over our own cards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 we have a tool for this. <laughs> this is oh. how rich people gamble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't care to touch dirty cards. Yeah. <laughs> are those peasant cards? <laughs> they just have a peasant come out and actually has to lift the thing yeah. and then they just dispose of the peasant. Yeah. I don't yep. want to know. I'm uh, pretty sure that happens in North Korea, actually. It may. Yeah. yeah, it may. So, <clears throat> so you came on before mm. and we talked about, you know, again, you said, you said, you said the, a, very, a very similar thing that it was like you enjoyed playing football, you were passionate about it, but mm. you also had all these other interests mm. as well and clearly you're capable of doing all these other things. So, <clears throat> you know, I, I read the article which I was, uh, which <laughs> floored me. So, you know, if you're not too tired of talking mm-hmm. about it, just sort of walk people through a little bit, like, what happened since the last time you were on? <laughs> and at what point were you like, oh, I think shit's kind of going south. I mean, yeah. and again, I encourage people mm-hmm. that if you have the time, it's it's a really incredible piece that you wrote. It's very, I mean, it's so incredibly well written. And, and it really does feel like, obviously, you know, from that, you know, some people go, well, that we got one side of the story. But I did feel like... As best as a person can, you tried to represent. Like these were the right. events that happened as I understood them yep. to be happening. Yeah. Exactly. And <clears throat> excuse me. And that was one of the main things I wanted to, to show is that I know that I'm always going to be inherently biased in something like this because I'm the person it happened to. There's no way to avoid that bias. But I tried to lay out the events as cleanly and factually as possible so that other people, when they look at it, you can draw your own conclusions. And and I say, here's the conclusions I drew because this is what I think happened. You know, feel free to draw your own conclusions, but I'm pretty sure that this is what this meant because I have lived in that world and I know, you know, what goes on in the NFL. And and so so essentially, um, backstory for people who haven't read it is uh, during 2012, I became involved with a group in Minnesota called Minnesotans for Marriage Equality. They wanted to defeat an amendment that would have banned same-sex marriage in Minnesota. And so they asked me on Twitter, hey, would you like to become involved with this? I was like, sure, that sounds great. <laughs> I think it's a terrible idea to have discrimination in the state's constitution. Mm. Generally, that doesn't work well historically. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> wasn't supposed to happen that right, way. Yeah, not, yeah. not generally a good thing. And so, um, so I started becoming involved in that. Uh, wrote a, a, a different letter that went viral where I called out a Maryland state delegate who um, really didn't understand the First Amendment and also didn't understand uh, about not oppressing other people, which was kind of strange. You'd think a politician would know those things. But, sometimes um, they don't. Yeah, sometimes yeah. they don't. Sometimes they have to be reminded. <laughs> but um, so that letter went viral, and then I started um, getting uh, not in trouble, but getting almost like warnings from my coaches. So the head coach was like, "You need to stop speaking out on this. You need to not talk about this anymore." And I was like, "Well, 
wait a minute, you're, you're always telling us, you know, do the right thing, do, you know, be, be leaders, be, be men, and you know, this is the right thing to do. This is standing up for other people who right now are being discriminated against. These are people being oppressed right now. And he's like, well, no, you just you can't, I don't want you talking about this. And to me, that was confusing because I'd already had clearance from the legal department of the Vikings saying, yeah, you can talk about this as long as you, you know, make it clear you're talking about it as a private citizen. I'm like, I have no problem with that. That sounds fair to me. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure the Vikings don't want me going out and saying, yes, the Vikings are taking this position and because you know the Vikings may not want to take that position they're a sure. broad spectrum business so that I we told, know what position traditionally Vikings took <laughs> right yeah the, you know looting pillaging raping that's, yeah, that's yeah. the general Viking position <laughs> but, but the love boat you know that was like eight years ago <laughs> we've, we've moved past that <laughs> but um, so, so anyways it was um, so I told him no I'm not going to stop doing this because I, I don't take people telling me not to do things very well. <laughs> it's kind of my, my genetic makeup. And then um, also my special teams coach started using uh, homophobic language and, and slurs in my presence. And at first it was, it was kind of, okay, is he trying to get under my skin? Does he really mean this? Um, I, I wasn't really sure either way. And, and so I was like, okay, you know, this is kind of awkward, but it's football, whatever. Maybe he doesn't agree, but, you know, maybe this is something we'll just get through the year. Now, was he using the slurs in reference to you or was he saying, you know, don't – why do you want to help these slur? Like, um, he, he, well, he'd be like, you know, that's it. The, you know, why, why would two men ever want to kiss? That's disgusting. You know, why, why would you ever want that? That's, that's against the Bible. You know, you're going oh, right, okay. you're, you're to burn in hell with, with the gays. Uh, cause Jesus is the only way to go stuff like that. And then like, you know, why, why would, um, you know, why would anyone ever want to support fags and, you know, yeah. just stuff like that. And it's, it's like, well, okay. I can see if maybe you're trying to get under my skin, but at the same time, that's kind of a douchey thing to say. Not like, kind of. That's a douchey <laughs> yeah. thing to say. Yeah. There's no kind of area. It, it, yeah, it's, yeah. it's like I, I understand this is a football you know, environment, but at the same time, we are no longer in the 1950s. Well, not like, only that, but it has nothing to do with right. your job. Right, exactly. And, and, and that was one thing I was made very clear was that when I was in the football locker room, I was there to play football. If other people wanted to have a conversation and they came up and started a conversation, I was more than happy to have that conversation because that showed that they wanted to talk about something. But I was never going to get in anyone's face because that's not what I was there to do. I, that's not what I was being paid to do. I was there to play football. And, you know, it, to me, that boundary was, was pretty important because, A, it's what the Vikings wanted. You know, they're like, hey, yeah, this is fine if you take care of this on your own time as a private citizen. I was like, okay, I can respect that. You know, this is something I want to do as a private citizen, and I'm not going to bring it in the locker room. And then, B, it's, it's important because other guys may not want to talk about it. You know, other guys may not want to have that in, in the football locker room. And why am I going to try and force that on them if they don't want to have that conversation? It's, you know, I, I think that this is a direction society is moving in, but at the same time, I'm never going to be the person that, that's, stands in front of someone else's locker and says, we need to talk about gay people right now. Yeah. I'm studying my playbook. No, we're talking yeah. about gays. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and so it, it, your playbook just became right. a gay book. Yeah. Friend. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Well Thank played, you. sir. As, uh, but, but yeah. And, and, and so that, that kept going on until, um, eventually there was an incident in, uh, in November where my special teams coach, um, he, uh, me and, and a couple other teammates, we walked into a meeting room and we, we were talking about some stuff. Uh, one of my teammates was, was making a joke. Um, he's like, you know, Hey, can, uh, you know, why don't you be the, the marshal of the, the pride parade? I'll lend you my assless chaps. <laughs> so, you know, this is a guy I've known for a long time. We're like, yeah, that's great. This is funny. And so we walk in and we sit down and the lights turn off. We get ready to watch film. And the spe- special teams coach goes, you know what we need to do? We need to round up all the gays, put them on an island and nuke it until it closes. Jesus and, Christ. Yeah, and, and like, and I do, I do, like, I do, yeah. I read that a couple times in the articles. Yeah. I was like, is that, 
Oh yeah, that's that's what he said. Right. Yeah, and, and and the tone he said it was so deadly serious that it was the the room went silent, like it, and not just the normal silence where people are fidgeting around. You hear clothing rustling, stuff like that. It's it's that utter silence of no. Yeah, one, when the air gets sucked out of a room. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Where where no one wants to make noise because they don't want to be noticed because they know something has happened. And I was just like, okay, that's that's fucked up. Well, there's also this. <laughs> I, I think that silence also is the pro, is is also a product of something happens that's so like out of left field that right. you're trying to process how weird and strange and awful it is that yeah. you're, you're, you're probably kind of going, did that wait, did I miss? He didn't. Wait, right. What? It's, you're just trying to process. Yeah. It. It's, it's like, how do I react to this? It's like, do I get into a screaming match, which means I'll probably get fired from the team the next day. Do I just ignore it? Hope it never happened. Do you know what, what is the response to this? Because generally you're not asked to deal with a situation like that. I mean, especially in a work environment, like, so it had nothing to do. Like it, just, that was the first thing you said, not right. related to anything else. Right. Not related to anything else. Just, I, I'm, I'm, I can only assume he, you know, he heard us, uh, he heard, you know, my, my buddy joking around and then he had to come out with what his views were and I was just like okay that's that's messed up that's really not cool and then after that our conversations became more stilted awkward interactions like when we'd pass each other in the hall before we'd be like hey how's it going you know what's up how are things doing and then it was just more of a either ignore eye contact or just a you know grunt and and move on so I was like okay this is you know this is not a good sign had you known him to be what what type of person was he to you before all of this happened? Uh, he's normal special teams coach, normal coach uh, player in environment interactions, and it really it didn't change until I started helping out with the uh, the, the process to try and defeat the amendment in Minnesota. That was that was the clear line division of okay before this normal environment after this homophobic slurs language was he also acting under someone else's orders at the same time um, um or I, was it was you, did you feel like this was just a personal crusade on his part i i think it was more a personal crusade i don't I, I didn't get the sense that it was institutional um i i have a lot of friends in the vikings organization and for the most part the, the organization is a very good organization i had no problems with it it was just this isolated incident of like okay this this is messed up. This, you know, this isn't something that should be taking place. A, not in a work environment, and B, not in society in general. I mean, that that's just a messed up viewpoint that you would limit someone else. You try to oppress someone else simply because of who they are, and that that to me doesn't make sense. And then suggest that they should be killed, right? Yeah, and then yeah. suggest that they should all be rounded up and killed. Like that's that's yeah, <laughs> that's fucking <laughs> not, Hitler. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, I hate to invoke Godwin's law, but yeah. <laughs> so is uh, how did your other teammates? How, how were they throughout this process, and how were they f- during that moment and, and then going forward? Uh, throughout the entire process, my teammates are great. I had, um, I'd say I had a bunch of guys in the locker room come up to me after the first letter went viral, and, and uh, about 60% of them said, hey, we support you outright. We think everything you're doing is great. And then another 40%, the other 40% were like, we may not agree with you on same-sex marriage, but you know, we appreciate you speaking out for Brendan, the, the other player who the delegate had tried to, to silence. And uh, they said, you know, hey, if you, you know, we'd like to talk about this at some point, you know, if you want to, and, and had great conversations with guys. You know, it was very respectful, very calm. We understood that this was something that we could talk about. We could lay out our own points of views. And, you know, maybe we come to a realization, maybe we don't, but at the same time, we're not screaming and yelling at each other because we're there to play football. We're you know, teammates. It's, really, it's, it's interesting to me that the guys that I think 
you would normally go, oh, they probably got all crazy in the locker room. It's like, yeah. no, no, they're the yeah. ones who are actually having, and, and, right. the, and they're like the authority <laughs> yeah, figure. Yeah, yeah. Is the one who's actually yeah. should be like the teacher. And right. The good, you know, is the, the one that's, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and, and that's the thing. I think a lot of people, they have this perception of NFL locker rooms that players are like knuckle-dragging troglodytes that don't really understand social issues, which is... Kind of an unfair perception in that, yes, there are some really stupid people in NFL locker rooms. <laughs> there's, there's some players who just don't get it and never will get it. But the vast majority of guys are intelligent, college-educated, for the most part, um, individuals who are part of a younger generation. They're part of society that's, that's growing up now because the NFL is a young man's game. It's you know 21 to 24-year-olds for the vast part of the NFL. And so you get that, that cycling through of younger generations where you see those shifts in society happening almost in real time. And then the front office and coaching staffs are the older generation that tends to stay there for 35, 40 years. And so that's where you see kind of that reactionary, this is how things used to be. So we got to round up all those guys and put them on an island. <laughs> and, and, oh, and, wait, what? And educate them. And educate yes. them. Yes. yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, our nuclear fission. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need to drop a bomb of education. Yes, yes exactly. So that they can leave enrich. Dropping yes. knowledge yeah. bombs. With uranium. No, <laughs> enrich. yes. no, no yeah, just yes. enriched. Enriched with knowledge. <laughs> but it, it, so at this point, Everyone else is being cool, and then this happens, and then mm-hmm. do, did you know af- afterwards? Did um, were the other players? You know, were they? Were they? <laughs> did they say like, "Hey, we'll support whatever yeah. you want to"? Uh, well, they're just like that was messed up. Like that was because again, it was very out of left field. It's very out of the ordinary in terms of things that normally happen in a locker room environment, and so. They, they were like, okay, yeah, that was, that was weird. That was bad. Um, but again, at that point, I didn't know I was going to be losing my job because I was, I was punting well. Um, I hadn't heard from anyone that, hey, we're looking to replace you. And really the, the thing that I, I noticed um, with, or the way that I knew I had lost my job was when the Vikings drafted a punter in the fifth round. Oh, shit. And then a local reporter called me up and said, hey, the Vikings drafted a punter in the fifth round. How, does, how do you feel about that? Because <laughs> I had no idea like, what, was hap- what was going to happen. I was actually in a studio with my band recording music, and all of a sudden my phone rings, and reporter's like, hey, do you have any comment on the Vikings drafting a punter in the fifth round? It's like, uh, that probably means I'm out of a job. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, hey, guys, everything in a yeah, minor key now. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> let's, let, let's drop this down. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're, you're a regular buckaroo bonsai, like yeah. scientist, yeah. musician, yeah. athletic. I, I, I got varied interests, <laughs> so I like to pursue them all. But, uh, but yeah, it, it, was, it was something that I didn't know that the team was going to fire me until I got fired. And at that point, I was like, okay, I need to write this stuff down because looking back, now there is something there. There, there. there is a reason for me getting fired that isn't just you're an older guy or you're making too much money or your stats have dipped because – my stats were the same. They always were. The team never approached me about taking a pay cut. They never you know, said, hey, we're having money issues. We need you to take less. And I'm an older guy for a normal football player, but for a punter, entering your ninth year, you're pretty much right in the prime of your career. And guys who had come into the league at the same time as me, the majority of them had all signed new contracts for a lot more money than I was making. So essentially, they were getting the same production from, you know, as other teams, but at less price. So Mm -hmm. again, that doesn't really make sense in my head. It's like, okay, what, what factor here changed? You know, what, what is the one thing that doesn't fit? And obviously it's a fact that I started speaking out on this stuff and someone didn't like it. So do you, is there any, cause I'm sure, you know, um, the internet's a vocal place Mm. and and I'm sure some (laughs) people were like, no, you got fired because you suck, or yep. this or that. Or that. 
And so, you know, do you, do you feel like there's anything else when you really, really thought about it? Like, well, maybe I wasn't doing as, or maybe this, is there anything else that you can come up with? Um, I can't. Like, and, and I've tried to look at it impartially. I've tried to be completely honest with myself because I knew that this was something important. I knew that, like, okay, you can't just go off half-cocked on this and, and you know, say something like this because you have to have proof. Like, these are serious allegations. This, this is a serious matter. And, and to me, it was very much... For the past eight years, the Vikings had said, hey, we want you to kick it higher and shorter. We want you to limit your own numbers so our coverage teams have a better chance of getting down the field. And I was like, okay, well, that screws my numbers, but if you sacrifice for the team, then the team takes care of you. And they had given me a pretty lucrative contract, uh, you know, five years before that to do that. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm still doing what they want me to do. And then after they cut me and uh, I went to the Raiders for the preseason of 2013, um, got beat out by Marquette King, who ended up leading the league uh, as oh, <laughs> in wow. punting. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm okay getting beaten out by a guy <laughs> yeah. who's going to be, you know, because I've never claimed to be the best punter in the NFL. I think I'm a pretty good punter, but, you know, I'm, I, I know I'm probably not the best punter. I mean, I'd like to think I am, but you know, it's, <laughs> we, we all like to think we are. But it's, uh, but yeah, it was very much a case where it came down to the very final day of cuts. They waited the entire 24 hours to figure out which one of us they were going to keep. And, and it was a, a philosophical decision in, in their point of view in that you have a young guy who is not as polished. You know, he's, he's more raw. He has a lot of potential. He may make some mistakes, but he can be your guy for the next you know, seven, eight, nine years. Or you have the older veteran guy who doesn't have quite the same ceiling as the young guy, but he has a higher floor. You know, he's not going to make as, nearly as many of those mistakes. He's going to do what you need him to do, but he's probably going to be your guy for maybe three or four or five years. So which one do you go with? And the Raiders were in rebuilding mode. They, they'd had some salary cap issues due to Al Davis drafting anyone who ran a 4 2 And so, you know, they were trying to get out from under that. And at that point, they don't really need an older punter. They don't need a guy who, you know, will be the consistent, stable presence there because their team, you know, I hate to say it, their team's not going to do well that year be- simply because they're in rebuilding mode. You know, they're trying to recreate a better team. So if that's the case, why not go with the younger guy? Give him a year of experience. And then that way, as you're moving forward, either you know this is the guy you want or, you know, okay, we need to look for someone else. And it doesn't really hurt you because you're not in a playoff run anyways. And so to me, that was like, okay, I'm okay with getting beaten out by a guy like that. I understand why this took place. The Raiders gave me a fair chance. They wanted to go in a different direction, and I understand why they went in that direction. And then the, um, the thing that convinced me that the bridges were crumbling, actually, <laughs> was, was when I had a, uh, a tryout with the Bengals when, when their punter got knocked out on, um, I think it was Sunday Night Football. He took a helmet to the jaw, broke his jaw. Was, oh, God. Yeah, it was, it was not good. That's um, not supposed to happen to a punter. No, it, it was a pretty bad cheap shot. And um, so anyway, so I came in along with uh, f- uh, five other guys. Um, they, they had us all try out. And, and I honestly thought I had gotten the job. I, I punted well. I, I did what they wanted me to do, punted directionally, punted with hang time. And I was like, okay, I think I have this job. So uh, we were sitting in the cafeteria waiting to see what happened. And um, one of the assistants comes in and goes, Chris, you fly back to, to LAX or John Wayne? I was like, okay, okay, I don't think I have the job. <laughs> so, so, so anyway, so didn't get that job. They went with a younger guy. He had shanked a couple during the, during the tryouts. He ended up shanking one in a game two weeks later. They cut him. And then they brought in a, another veteran guy. And at that point, I was like, okay, this doesn't make sense to me because you just saw that I was out there. You know I can do what you want so me to do. why weren't you next in line? Right. Why, and, and you know I'm going to cost the exact same as this other guy. And uh, the other guy, Zoltan Mesco, he's a good punter. Um, you know, he punted for the Patriots uh, for quite a while and then for the Steelers. But it's like... Zoltan wasn't at the tryouts. You know, you, he, you don't know. You haven't seen him punt recently. You've seen me punt recently. You know I can do what you need. 
why was Zoltan the one tapped to come in when you're making a playoff run when you know I can punt in the playoffs? I've been in the playoffs. I've been in those situations. And again, that doesn't make sense. So at that point, I was like, okay, you know, clearly the bridges are gone, so let's light them up. <laughs> wow. I can still see a little bit of bridge. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, a, yeah, yeah we're, whoosh. <laughs> so, but, but again, and, and this was also something that, yeah, part of this is me saying, yes, this is, you know, my story. This is what happened to me. This is something that shouldn't happen. But it's also something that this happens to millions of other Americans across the country and that there are a multitude of states where you can be fired from your job simply because of your sexuality. Someone, your, your boss can be like, oh, you're gay? I'm going to fire you. And you have no recourse because it's entirely legal to do that. And so it's like we as a society, is that how we want to live? Is, because that doesn't promote a very stable foundation for your society. So Well, I – and. I think fortunately, and the, the one fortunate thing for you is that you got to go out uh, with something that you believe in, which mm. I think is a nice way. Like right. you, you, ne- you never have to feel like, oh, I physically I fail. Yeah. Right? You, you kind of go, hey, you know what? This is what I believe, and if this if this system right. does not support this type of equality, then then great. I don't need to be in yeah, that. Fuck the man. And you also got to do it for, what, eight years? Yeah, exactly. Which is eight years more than 99% of the population will ever get. Which And, and that's the way I look at it, is that I got to do something that you know the vast majority of the world will never have a chance to do. And I'm happy with that. Like I'm happy I got a chance to do eight years. Would I have liked to have another six, seven, eight years? Yeah, that would have been great. <laughs> it's, yeah. a, you know, it's, a, it's a really fun job. But at the end of the day, I think there are things that are more important than playing Playing a children's game. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, it's really when you get down to it is basic societal fabric or children's game. Which, which one do we value? Yeah. And, you know, it's like people who are so upset about this, like the, the people who don't want the, the, who, who want to keep gay people from getting married. It's like just because gay people get married and you are also married right. does yeah. not mean that you're, you don't have to be gay. Right, yeah. Exactly. It's you, <laughs> you don't even have to, you know. Like you don't even have to understand it, but but why not let people live their lives and celebrate their lives the way that makes them? If they're not fucking, it's like right. Louis C.K. had the best fucking take on it. <laughs> yeah. ever. Like I can understand if you were trying to, yeah. you know, like if you're eating your cereal and two guys yeah. touch dicks, right? <laughs> yeah, in front of yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if you're mowing the lawn and yeah, two guys are blowing yeah. each other. Oh, yeah, I gotta yeah, cut yeah, around yeah. this. Yeah. But just to sit in your house and go, oh, gays! Yeah. Like I just, don't, I, 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 I don't understand it. it. I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense. It's like if you don't want to get married to a gay person, don't go. You don't have get to do it. Yeah. You don't have to do it. Well, it's weird that one of our kids are gay. Great, love them. Yeah, they're your kids. Yeah. Be happy, and you'll see yeah. how yeah. it's not a fucking big deal. Yeah, yeah. I, I always—it's funny because you'll see people go like, "It's like, yeah, we shouldn't like, you know, the, the country shouldn't allow gays to marry." And you, you go, "Why?" Because they, oh, they say it was in the Bible. And you go, "But the Bible has nothing to do with uh, laws and right. government. Uh, it says <laughs> it uh, a lot." And, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, so that doesn't have anything to do. Now, what's your argument? Yeah, wrong. Yeah. Wrong. It, it makes me feel icky. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Which is really what it boils down to. There, yeah. there are people who don't—they can't wrap their minds around the fact that someone else is living their life in a different way than they would choose to live their life, and they—they don't get it. They don't understand that the universe isn't just them. Well, if that's okay legally. That's 
that means you, that I'm going to have to sit down and you, talk to my kids and let yeah. them know that they should accept people. Yeah. And I don't have time for that. Yeah. Who has, Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time yeah. for tolerance. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like funny. It's like it's like they think that's uh, it's like I'm going to have to explain gay sex. I'm like, are you also going to explain what like you know like just fucking like guys that choke girls when they fuck? Right. Or like orgies. <laughs> yes. Are you going to explain orgies as well? What do you? Are, do you don't. Kids today were covering David Carradine. This one guy from, was it Dallas maybe? Did you see the, the news report? The, the sports guy from Dallas? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. It was really great. It was like, yeah. oh, but you'll accept a guy who throws a woman down a flight right. of stairs. Exactly. You'll accept a guy who, you know, who makes dogs fight. You'll yeah. accept a guy... You yeah. know who who shoots? You know with the, uh, weapons. And, yeah. You know, yeah, and like, it, it's oh. like where where are your priorities at? Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, and the NFL has a great opportunity to, to you know say let's get to as an organization support, mm-hmm. and it would like trickle down throughout. Yeah. Like it's like the it's like a way to get into but like the mass majority. I'm telling you of what people. though, mm-hmm. I'm 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 encouraged by the idea. Of, so what you said is that all the players are young, mm-hmm. and so essentially. They're early adopters. Right. And so the adopters, the young generation, are mostly fine with it. Yep. And so it really is just this upper tier of old people who either have to get over it or die off. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, to, and so the new – like th- this younger generation will start mm-hmm. to come up. Yep. I mean es- essentially the same yep. way that – it happened through society, the, late, the stratum of society with civil rights. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's, and, and you see that with every single civil rights issue is it's always a generational issue. I mean, it's racism, segregation, misogyny, any, any one of them you look at, it's like that previous generation that grew up a certain way, the majority of those people have a very tough time wrapping their minds around the fact that the world has changed and things are now moving in a different direction. Whereas their kids look at it like, yeah, I've got a gay friend, or yeah, I have a black friend, or yeah, girls should be able to, you know, have the same job as as I do. You know, why are we fighting over this? Yeah, and then yeah. and then it'll just get relegated to just like the old. Then it'll just be like the generation of really right. old people, yeah. of like, well, oh, those gays, <laughs> like, oh, grandma, she yeah, can't exactly. go to the bathroom yeah. by herself. You know, like and then it's just like it's, uh, the older generation is gonna be a mild version of the Amish. So it's like yeah. they're still holding on to that bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> well, but it, they're gonna die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, and the thing is, is that you know, NFL owners and front office people. And coaches need to ask themselves: Do you want to be remembered as old racist grandma? Like, yeah, right. yeah, <laughs> is yeah. that what you want your legacy to be? Because that's what it's going to be. I mean, we see that right now, where old racist grandma. You look at her like, wow, that's really kind of messed up. I'm glad old racist grandma is dying out. Because, <laughs> yeah, she makes great cookies, but yeah, yeah I don't really agree with yeah, that. But but I enjoy these. <laughs> yeah, but old, yeah. but old racist grandma is a relic. I mean, and right, she, exactly. she's basically like you know, she's basically like. Uh, uh, Rupert with the cork on the fork, like there's, you know, like, there's nothing she can really. Yeah. So, so you just kind of go, you know, at this point she's 94 years old. We're not going to mm-hmm. change her mind. She's not going to, you know, like it's. She's right. not affecting anyone, right. and that's the most important part. She's no longer in power. She, right. no, she no longer has the ability to make her views the majority. We're talking views about March Shot, right? Yes, yes. yes. Did I get <laughs> but, that one right? Uh, Schottenheimer, I believe the the red zoner, right? What, what? Yeah, was she the one that yeah, was? Super- she, she was the racist one. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was. She was pretty bad. <laughs> I just had this name in the back of my head. I'm like, uh, I think she did something bad. Yeah. 
I can't remember what it was because it was very. Uh, yeah, no, it was it was bad. Okay, it's, good, uh, good, but but good. yeah, it's it's very much the case that those people have to cycle out of power, and the younger generation comes up and doesn't. You know, they don't take complete control of things, but enough of them take control to say, "Look, we're not going to put up with this anymore because it doesn't make sense. It's right, not yeah. right." Well, because, then I'm moving to Arizona. Yeah, oh yeah, have fun with that. Because the uh, <laughs> because I, I'm sure that um, I think you got to have a faint tinge of brown on your skin. I don't think yeah. you get it. <laughs> you don't wanna, yeah, Jonah's actually. Yeah, Jonah, yeah, if they knew my last name, Jonah. Yeah, Jonah's uh, actually Portuguese, so yeah. if he... Uh-oh. Yeah, I yeah. yeah, no. yeah. You're Portuguese, but you just look okay. Yeah. What is that supposed to yeah. mean? I've, 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 like, given my license of, like, in Arizona's time, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're looking yeah. at the, just the shifty eye moving, like, yeah. really? I wish you could have seen the space work, yeah. the physica, the physicality. Yeah, it was really yeah. good. That was for you guys. I did it yeah, for you guys. It's good. It's good. Um, so, uh, because I would imagine that there are probably a... a non-zero number of people who are closeted in the NFL who are afraid to speak out, which is why, you know, um, uh, Michael Sam Mm -hmm. has been, I think, so important. Yeah. It's important that one person does it so that everyone else can go, um, this isn't a big... Deal. Right, right, exactly. It's, it, and, and I've actually had that conversation with a lot of people on Twitter over the past couple of days. They're like, why is this news? Why do we have to talk about it? I'm like, look, the goal isn't that this should be news. The goal should be that this isn't news, that we don't have to talk about but it. it normalizes. But, right, but in order to get there, it has to be news because no one's done it yet. Society hasn't given gay people that opportunity where you can be a football player and be openly gay. And until we get to that point where we have an openly gay football player like Michael Sam or you know any other football player that happens to come out, then yes, that normalizes it for everyone else, and they understand he's a human being. He's just yeah. like everyone else. <laughs> Especially if he's, if he's really good. I don't right. know what kind of a player he is, it, but, if, but if he's exceptionally a good, a good player, mm. then, then that's, that's when, when, that's yeah. when cranky... Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. that's when cranky people start going, he's yeah. all right, I yeah, guess, because yeah, yeah. he can play football. <laughs> okay. I, I guess he's okay. He, yeah. he got you know 25 sacks and broke the record. I, I, I guess we'll take him. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but it is important. You know, I was so... Uh, I was I was happy that that he was trend he trended for mm-hmm. like a week. Yep. Um, because you know it's important that people are talking about it. it's important yep. that people are saying this is okay or you know, even if the people who are saying it's not okay at least if they're open to like you said having the conversation. Right. As opposed to just yeah. shutting it down. Yeah, and, and I think it's very important to have that conversation so people understand and hopefully recognize the fact that as a heterosexual person in America, you have a lot of privileges that gay people don't necessarily have. And I'm reminded of a story that uh, Asera Tuolo, he's, um he played for the Vikings and the Atlanta Falcons for like 10 years back in 1980 and 90. Uh, he's big Samoan defensive lineman guy, probably like 310, 320. He's also gay. And so he was telling his story about uh, he went to the Super Bowl with the Falcons, and they ended up losing the Super Bowl. And he's walking off the bus you know, with all the other players, and all the other players, their, their wives are hugging them and, con- and you know, consoling them and saying, hey, it's okay, we'll, we'll, we'll be okay. And he sees his boyfriend at the time, and he can't do anything. because you know, he, can't, he can't go up to him, he can't hug him, he can't you know, say, hey, it's okay, because he, that would mark him as openly gay. And, and people mm. would look at it like, what are you doing? You know, get out of here. That's, you know, we don't accept that. And, and so to, to think of having to live that kind of life, I mean, that's, that is heartbreaking. The fact that you can't go up to your loved one and, and help them in a moment of need because of the way other people view you. I mean, that's something we should be working to change. And I think that's something we are working well, to change. Well, and I also, you know, and if you had to get fired so that you could be another voice in the world to speak out so that you could make, 
you know someone or several mm. people's lives better, then it's totally worth it. Yeah, no, totally. Again, children's game or basic foundation of society. <laughs> it's, it's like, <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with the calculus here. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that scale tips pretty heavily in one yeah. direction. So how, how has your life been since then? Um, uh, it's been good. I've, I've had um, a lot of chance to actually watch my kids grow up now. <laughs> Cause, yeah, because I'm not busy playing football all day, um, which is nice. They're, uh, they're getting into a lot of stuff. Um, I'm also teaching them how to play video games, which is cool. They're, good. Yes, they'll be, they'll be very what good. What are you at them. starting them on? Like, what do you start? How old are your kids? Uh, uh, five and three. So, what do you start a five year old on? Um, the, the DS, I find, is really good because there's a lot of, a lot of kid friendly games uh, Nintendo makes, um, especially like the Lego series of games. They love the yeah. Lego series of games. I do too. And, yeah, <laughs> they're, they're, they're great fucking games. great. <laughs> It's, uh, so how about freaking uh, Lego City Undercover is essentially Grand Theft Auto in the Lego universe. Oh, wow. I was like, this is, my daughter was playing it the other day. I'm like, this is pretty awesome. Uh, <laughs> she's like, look, daddy. And she's driving down the street in this car, running people over. And, uh, you know, they, they don't die. Like, they just bounce they just, out of the they, way. Yeah. But you're just like, wow, this is Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but no, it's, it, it's, it's cool. I'd say a, a DS because, and they can also take it places. And um, it's small enough for their, for their hands to use. And then once she gets probably like seven or eight, um, um, and and is fluent in reading and you know following along plot lines and stuff. I have a uh, an old SNES emulator on my computer. Oh, so cool. like, Here's all the classic RPGs from the SNES era. Go play all these because <laughs> yeah. these are really good games. I, I think I, the kids kids probably. I would imagine that little kids would probably love the shit of like a good JRPG. Right, like, exactly. Like like Secret of Mana or Final Fantasy VI or you know any any of those games from from that SNES era because the graphics you know they're they're sprite based they age well you know it's not like the early attempts at 3D where you're just like what am I looking at? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean you go back, for for as good as GoldenEye was you go back and look at GoldenEye now and you're just like. <laughs> 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 I mean, it looks like someone threw up on the screen. It's just awful. Days in front of this. Yeah. Days. <laughs> yeah. So but, many pixels. Yeah. So many big pixels. Yeah, but, but yeah, so, you know, just kind of hopefully teaching them the background of gaming and then letting them get immersed in sort of the newer, modern era of gaming. And, and there's going to be some crazy stuff happening. I, I don't know how much you followed on the uh, Oculus Rift at all, yeah. the, the virtual reality stuff. Yeah. But that's going to be nuts. <laughs> I mean, I'm a little worried about it because... A lot more, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. I ain't going down like Job. Yeah. Nope. Wait, I do want to go down like Job, though, right? Because if you give me. He had sex with that neighbor lady. Yeah. So, and then yeah. he got sucked into the computer. Computer. He got sucked into the computer. No, don't worry, man. James Bond got him. Yeah. No, that wasn't. Oh, he wasn't James Bond. Then. Who was the guy? No, well, he wasn't James Bond yet. It was Pierce Brosnan. Oh, okay. It was Jeff Fahey and Pierce Brosnan. Yes. So yep. I was right about the rep. It was Pierce Brosnan, though. It was Pierce Brosnan. Okay, he just good. wasn't... Dude from Mrs. Doubtfire got Yeah, yeah dude Evil from... boyfriend. <laughs> yep. There's a, a drive-by fruiting. <laughs> yeah. to steal. <laughs> Save the day. But really, it was a lady who was the scientist, and he was just for the advertiser. I'm just mashing up Lawnmower <laughs> yeah. Man and Remington Steel. <laughs> <laughs> this is the weirdest mashup. The most pointless mashup yeah. of all. Needs to be a YouTube video. Yeah. <laughs> I have so many of those. Like, oh, I should make. I'm never gonna do that. Yeah. Well, it, it takes time. It's it like does take time. if you could, if you could just tell a computer to do that for you. Yeah. Of how much 
better your life would be. You yeah. know, don't uh, don't be afraid to throw a little Animal Crossing your kids' mm, way. Yeah, uh, I've heard. Yeah, Animal Crossing is pretty good. I've actually never played Animal Crossing. It's great. I fucking I spent about a month and a half playing that game. It's like the fishing part's really fun and mm. the planting stuff and that like and also just. As opposed to just um, running around and doing those type of like kill missions, it's a really good. Here's how to build right. a, a society. Exactly, like a mini society it, missions are, are a fun. Well, fun thing. well it's, it's like a real time strategy game without the actual fighting and, and massacring of yeah, other people. No, it's, <laughs> it's just uh, it's just building up a. a it's base. just an anthropomorphic animal <laughs> yeah. assistant coming up and complaining at you yeah. that you haven't done something in yeah. a while. Like, Work for me. <laughs> There's a fireworks show. What are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it, it pretty much is Facebook before there was Facebook. It's, yeah, <laughs> all, all your friends bugging you to do something for you. Oh, what was life like before social media? Oh, boy. Glorious. Yep. I didn't know about all the parties I was missing. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know about every single improv show going on in the city of Los Angeles. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't glorious, Jonah. I had no career. It was not glorious at all. It was a very dark time. Very, very dark time. <laughs> it was the best of times. It was the best of times. <laughs> what, am I, what am I just doing on message boards all day? What am I going to do with that? Mm-hmm. What can I do with that information? Yeah. I can get traction on these GeoCity sites. <laughs> I really think this is going to stick. I wish there was some way I could post this to a lot of people at once in a quick <laughs> fashion. Uh, this Yahoo chat group really is uh, <laughs> working it for me. Sure. So ultimately... Um, how did the organization that you were working with fare in the midst of all of this? Uh, the Vikings? No, no. Oh. The, uh, the, the, the marriage. Oh, Minnesotans for Marriage Equality. Uh, we ended up defeating the amendment, and then I think it was five or six months later, uh, Minnesota actually legalized same-sex marriage in the nice. States. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was a win. <laughs> win for the good guys. <laughs> but nice. um, Yeah, no, it, it was really good. And I think it also it was really nice because it just showed um, a lot of people that, yeah, Minnesota is the Midwest. You know, it is kind of that, that heartland area. But it's also, you know, these are people who understand that when you phrase this as an issue of freedom, when you phrase this as an issue of these are American citizens who pay taxes like everyone else, who serve in the military like everyone else, and they are denied the same rights as everyone else, I think to a lot of people that, that rings more true because they, they can empathize with that. They can empathize with the fact that, hey, wait a minute. This is an American citizen being denied rights. That's not right. You know, it doesn't matter that it's about their sexuality. Just like it doesn't matter, you know, if it's about your race or your religion or anything else. If you're denied the same rights as everyone else, but you're still contributing to the state, then that's not right. That's discrimination. Yeah. Well, hopefully, um, I don't, again, because I don't, uh, you know, I I just don't know what's going on with... Sports, but where where is Michael Sam at now? Like, what's uh, he's at the combine right now. Um, so essentially, it's kind of the tryout type thing for the NFL. Um, to they'll they'll use the information they gather there to determine uh, kind of where you go in the draft. But a lot of it's also based on your college game, game film. So yeah. if if you play well in college and kind of tank at the combine, you, you still have a chance at the draft. And vice versa. If you didn't do great at college, but you did really well at the combine, you, you know, you did lights out on the drills, then they'll be like, okay, you know, this guy has a lot of potential. We, we may pick him up earlier than we thought. I, I wonder, uh, I haven't really seen a lot of interviews with Michael Sam, but I, I wonder in his head, I mean, if, if he's able to still perform, I, the, the crushing amount of pressure that I'm sure he must feel knowing that... You know that a bunch of dickheads are ready if he doesn't do well. They'll be mm. like, "Aha, see, yeah. you know, gotcha." That they're going to use that just to attack <laughs> right. him. That essentially, you know, like, but he's made such a a, a dramatically important first step mm-hmm. that no matter what happens at this point, it's good. And I feel like, 
you know, ten more people will crop mm-hmm. up after him and be like, right. oh yeah, I'm gay too, and right. that, you know, and yeah, it'll just start to become the norm. exactly. And well, and I think the the other good thing is he has a really good support system around him of of former gay athletes who you know came out after they were done playing that that can help him through stuff and be like, look, you know, yeah, there's going to be some of this pressure on you, but at the same time, you just have to go out and be you. You've mm-hmm. you've made it to this level already. Just go out and play the way you've always played, and that will be good enough. Because if it isn't, then there will be people that will say something and they'll say, look, if he isn't given a fair chance, well, someone needs to be held accountable because that's where we're moving as a society. I mean, remember, remember what a big deal it was that Ellen came out on her right. sitcom yeah. in right, the exactly. 90s. Like, what? Yeah. yeah. Even though we, you know, like there were gay characters in television before, it just wasn't really... Right. It was either, they were either sort of the butt of the joke yeah, or it well, wasn't really... It's uh, stereotypes. I yeah. mean, it's, it's very much, here's a caricature of a gay person and people are like, oh, that's what it means to be a gay person. But Monroe! Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like you know that and one of the like, I, I actually got a chance to talk to Michael Sam um as uh, I think it was a couple of weeks ago like right right before he made the announcement that he was uh, coming out and one of the things that struck me was that when I talked to him I I talked to him I'm like this is a football player this is a guy I would see in the locker room playing football like we we'd talk about the team we'd talk about random stuff we'd shoot the shit and try and pass time between meetings and. He happens to be gay. Yeah. It's, it's like, I mean, and I think for a lot of people, they have this stereotype that because someone is gay, they have to act in a certain way. And I, I think that's been perpetuated a lot by, you know, by shows, by, by films and things like that, when in actuality, human beings are very diverse. And yeah. your sexuality is just another part of that. Well, that's why I loved, I, I think the way that um, Sarah Silverman program portrayed Steve Agee and Brian Posehn <laughs> as, as, this, as a gay couple mm-hmm. was fucking genius. Yeah, it was just like these... These dudes, these right. bros who just played video games and then yeah. just happened to be a couple. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. It's like, this is just another facet of who you are as a person. Fucking love you, bro. Yeah. Fucking love you. <laughs> I just met a couple guys like that the other night. Like, uh, like there was just like these two dorky like mm-hmm. dudes. And like yeah. uh, they're like, yeah, we're getting married next year. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, great. Yeah. And you want to be like, oh, that's so good. Yeah. You know, like, it's like, oh, congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, and, and you know, what you said about, you know, Minnesota and the Midwest, I find that... You know, listen, I, I, I've made fun of the South and the mm. Midwest a lot in the past. and That's pretty easy to do. It, well, but, but it's also, I think it's also, I also think it's wrong because mm. there, I've been to so many places in the country, mm-hmm. in the South and the Midwest, where there are super nerds, mm-hmm. perfectly enlightened cultures. Yep. Not, you know, like it's the days of, you know, some place being all one shade of something. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's me being just as narrow-minded as... Mm. As you know, the way people are about gay, it's like, right? Yeah, you know, the Midwest gets a bad rap, but there are wonderful places in the Midwest, and and Minnesota is a fucking phenomenal town. Yep. I mean, I wouldn't want to be there right now in the yeah. dead of winter. <laughs> yeah, but, um, but when when you die, when you walk outside, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But but you know, for the for the four months a year that it's not right. like that, it's a like two am- two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's amazing, yeah. and you know, and I've also kind of like you, I'm sure. I feel lucky that I've gotten to see most of this country because mm-hmm. of my job. Because most yeah. people will never see yeah. right. their home country. Yeah. And I've seen... And I, I, I could, there's still corners that I haven't seen, but mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of it. Yeah. And it's fucking great! Yep. That, well, and, and that's one of the things I, I try and talk about a lot, is the fact that as a species, you know, as, as a society, we need to understand that 
the universe isn't just our house and the five miles surrounding it. Like, it's, it's everything else out there because for so many people, they get locked into this idea that the things they experience on an everyday basis, well, that is the entirety of the world for them. And that's not the case. There's so much more stuff out there that you always have to be open-minded and being able to look at something and be like, wow, that's something new. That's something different. That's something that I don't have here. You know, maybe I like it, maybe I don't, but it's something else that's out there. The yeah. world isn't just me. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's hard to, you know, I feel like our country is so big that it can be isolating in a way because it's easy, you know, to say this idea of like, well, what does it really mean to be American? Well, I don't know. There's a million subsets. Mm -hmm. Right, exactly. So I don't, you know, like, because we're so big and so Mm -hmm. diverse and there's so many of us, Mm -hmm. you know, like, what is the sort of thing that unifies? Well, well, I I think something that helps a lot with that actually is the internet is the fact that you can interact with people from so many different parts of the world and text is text. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's when you're, you know, when you're trading cat pictures with someone or, or gifs, I refuse to say gifs. That's an awful, thank awful you. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. First of all, I will trade <laughs> pregnant cat pictures yeah. with you. Second of all, I, I the, the, the highest amount of rage that I yeah. got at me lately is that I say gif. It's supposed yeah. to be gif. Uh, yeah. uh, and they go, yeah, but the guy who created the uh, the graphic interchange format, he says GIF, and I go, yes, Will Height is a programmer. He's not a linguist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. GIF sounds awful. It's yeah. peanut butter. You don't say, yeah. I'm going to send a peanut butter to someone. Yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. How many gigabytes right. would you want of GIFs? How many gigabytes? gigabytes? <laughs> no, it's Doc Brown. That's before they knew because the, we didn't have storage capacities that, so they didn't know. But 10,000 gigawatts. <laughs> How do you get a jigger with it then? How do you get a jigger with it? Get, well, that's with a J. <laughs> ah. Jiggy with it is a J. Okay. Yeah. So. Otherwise, it'd be getting giggy with it. It'd be oh. getting so jiggy, jiggy with, with it. Getting is giggly with, a J. with it? Yeah. Jif, the yep. peanut butter. That's right. Yep. Giggy. Exactly. Giggy. We're not getting giggy with it. Yeah. <laughs> so. but, but yeah, it, I mean, it's. It, it, and that, we're going to get hate. You know, right. I, I feel I'm like sure. The most. The most controversial thing that has come out of this episode <laughs> is the gift gift yeah, thing. Gift gif. This has come up recently, yeah. too. They're, they're not going to worry about the right. J's. Yeah. <laughs> well played. Well Thank played. You. Thank you very much. That was well done. Hey, I appreciate that laugh. Check yeah. the laugh yeah. 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 We just run around. Knocked it out. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But, yeah, you know, it's, it's, we, have this, we have this culture that now is becoming more intertwined because you can interact with so many other people. And... The, you know, the, the computer screen can be such a dehumanizing influence, but it can also be a very humanizing influence in that you don't see skin color or religion or sexuality. You just see how another person interacts with you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, that goes both ways. People can be complete assholes or people can be amazing. Yeah. So it's, it's humanity. Yeah. And <laughs> as, much as, as much as I, you know, have complained about, oh, the Internet's such a toxic place, mm-hmm. you know, all the best things in my life mm-hmm. – have come out of the internet and relationships that I've formed via the yep. internet and <laughs> access to things because of the internet. I mean, it really, it, for all the toxicity of it, it's way worth, you know, yeah. like in just in terms of like what I, what we as a culture have gotten out of it. Yeah. You, you take the good with the bad. Unfortunately, some of the bad. Is pretty yeah. Bizarre. Some of the bad's pretty but, bad, uh, but, but ultimately is good. And, yeah. um, and I'm, I'm glad that you're doing well and that you're, that you're feeling good in general and, well, you know, and, uh, and I applaud you. I mean, it's, Thank you. it's, it's very helpful when someone like yourself can come out and speak articulately and comfortably and, and just say and just break it down and be mm-hmm. like, hey, this is 
Come on, guys. What are right. we doing yeah. here? Well, and, and that's something that I've always tried to do is, is that, you know, if you're, if you're a doctor, you don't cure the symptoms. You cure the disease. Otherwise, the symptoms just keep coming back. And so if you want to fix a problem, you have to identify the root cause of that problem. And, you know, for a lot of the problems that we cause ourselves, it's, it's due to a lack of empathy. It's due to a lack of, you know, not being able to put yourself in someone else's shoes. And until as a species we figure out how to do that, well... We're going to keep having the same fights over and over and over again. I mean, we've we've had the fight of civil rights in terms of sexuality before. We've had it, you know, in terms of women's rights. We've had it in terms of segregation. We've had it in terms of slavery. I mean, in 50 years, we're going to be having it in terms of do sentient AIs deserve the same rights humans do? No, <laughs> no robots can exactly. tell me I'm the same. No robots taking my job. But but no, it's, it, and it and it really is. It, it boils down to to this idea idea that if we if we don't look at long-term consequences if we keep looking at you know the short term the you know the quarterly earnings report you know always trying to get it now 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 well eventually those long-term consequences catch up with us because they always do yeah and as you know as a history major rome is the best example it's it's very much you know okay short term short term short term short term barbarians are at the gates okay we're fucked yeah right (laughs) and 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 really it wasn't an overnight thing it was something that got built up to over a long period of time and if we want to avoid that same fate because it's happened to every single other civilization in the world over the entire recorded history of humanity, well, then we should probably try to do things a little differently. <laughs> yeah. So you're saying learn from mistakes of the past? Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's, 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 it's this really weird concept. It's strange. I don't yeah. know, man. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's almost like that this, this phone thing that you have has access to every answer you could ever want if you just knew how to ask the questions. Uh, Siri, I need pregnancy cat gifts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> and Siri brings it up. Yeah. Actually, I would like to see you ask Siri for pregnancy cat. <laughs> All right, I'll do it. Okay, let's see what Siri says. Ask, ask Siri, what is a pregnancy cat gift? <laughs> okay, oh, hang on a second. I, I fucked it up. I'll do it one more time. Here we go. Siri, get me pregnancy cat gifts. I found 15 obstetricians fairly close to <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Siri. Thanks, Siri. (laughs) Stupid robot. Robot. You know what the best part of that is, though? That that information, that search uh, function that you just asked, gets sent back to Apple. Oh yeah, yeah. So they're they're using that to refine their to get smarter. Yeah, exactly. Like the sharks and deep blue sea. And now that that might be one of the scariest thoughts ever is that the. AIs that we are creating right now are influenced by all the thoughts and ideas on the internet. <laughs> it's very possible. I mean, this, if something were being created with the sum total of human right. knowledge and interaction yeah. that could understand us, and you know, it'd be way worse than a Terminator. Yeah, yeah, it'd just be like cat gif, cat gif, cat gif. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you're just distracted, and then yeah. it just like rips your spine out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, and then so listen, I think uh, I like you said. I, I I tried to do a bit for the longest time about. Um, this idea of like robot racism mm-hmm. that at some point, you know, yep. like when we all somehow have just bred into the same color right. and we all, you know, oh, we'll believe, get there. Yeah. That, uh, <laughs> that, that, you know, like people will just naturally find something to yep. be exclusionary about. So it'll, you know, like it'll be a schoolyard and some kids will be like, Hey, Hey, did your mom have to recharge your stupid battery jockey. And then the robot's just like, you have to recharge too. It's called sleeping. And then it just, <laughs> Runs yeah. off <laughs> with beep its boop, version. Beep boop, beep boop, beep boop, beep boop. 
Oh, humans. Sad trombone. Humans. <laughs> humans. Uh, well, at Chris Warcraft on the tweets, and um, it's really good to see you again, and please come be on at midnight. I think you'd be oh, really funny I would love show. to. My, my wife would love it, too. She she loves watching. I love watching it. It's a great show. It's, well, then uh, you'll do it. It's, it's the internet. It's, it's amazing. I love the internet. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you so much, Chris, and yep. uh, enjoy your burrito, everyone. After you have those three bottles of water. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, uh, one more thing I want to bring yeah, up. It's a, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito.